Welcome to the Everyone's a Critic Movie Review Podcast. I'm, a, I'm your co-host, Bob Zarrell. With me, as always, is professional film critic, Sean Patrick. And it's episode 399, which means our next episode is episode 400. So we have something special in store for you there. Uh, Boy, but, howdy. Yeah, in fact, the Patreon supporters may have already heard the special thing. I don't know. <laughs> uh, most of them. I know one of them hasn't yet. Because <laughs> he doesn't know how to download it. Like, how old are you? Well, there's two different ways to do it. You can do it at Patreon.com, uh-huh. but you can also there they give you a URL to throw into your Patreon or your uh, podcast app. I uh-huh. use the one on Apple, but any of them you can put. Now, see, U- my friend, who's our Patreon guy, uh, he he uh, he has Stitcher. <laughs> Not sure how you would do it in yeah. Stitcher. Yeah. Uh, but I mean, they're all pretty much. Free. I guess they're not all free, but. Uh, anyway, it comes out soon, so he'll yeah. get it. Uh, uh, visit us at IHateCritics.net, everyone's a critic podcast.com. We're on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Critics Pod is our handle. Follow us there for the trailer, Sean's reviews, what's upcoming. And uh, we, Sean even did a poll this week. Uh, I voted too late. but <laughs> uh, I mean, I've been watching Uncle Jeff do his polls, and I've been voting those like crazy. So it's, I mean, we should be doing more of those. Yeah. That's a good idea. Seemed like a good idea. I don't remember what one, though. I, I actually Zombie didn't. Land kicked its ass. Oh, yeah? 100% to 0%. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> and it appears that that's how the box office worked as well. Oh, really? Oh, wow. Because uh, yeah. uh, you know, do you know how much the other movie cost? No. $185 million. Jesus. Yeah. I need to see. It's that. a weird week. Uh, let me. We'll get to that, though. How many? $180? $185 million is what Disney spent. Oh, man. $36 million. I guess it did win the weekend. Huh. But... I mean, I don't think Zombie Lane costs that much. <laughs> wow, thirty-six million is all it made. Uh, but worldwide, though, it, you know, it'll well, break even. That's true. Man, that just threw me off. Anyway, Patreon. I hate critics on that <laughs> slash Patreon. If you want to be a supporter, get access to bonus content. Uh, eventually, there'll be more merch. Um, there's a PayPal link there as well, as well as our podcast merchandise if you want to. Everyone's a critic shirt. I think, you know, one thing we we could try uh, is to turn all of our episode titles into shirts. <laughs> <laughs> you need to remind me to do that. <laughs> or go back and be like, hey, what about this one? Yeah. Or if any listeners, it's, it's, every, there's a million podcasts that do that, specifically a lot of wrestling ones. Never occurred to me until right now to think of that. <laughs> Yeah, because you come up with some pretty good ones. I will say, I went to a festival in Kentucky, the Louder Than Life, with like Guns and Roses, and and I wore the everyone's are everyone's a critic, and I hate critics. That one I wrote in kind of the they live font. Yeah, and I swear to God, like at least ten people came up to me asking where I got it from <laughs> and where they could get one. It was like, well, I, I made it. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> here's a here's our here's where our store is. <laughs> right, if only I could easily get access. You know, I'm, it's like I uh, need to get a shirt. That's Patreon. Uh, <laughs> I'm just thinking because I'm about to I'm about to go somewhere where I could use. Oh yeah, them. where are you going? By the way, I am going to Los Angeles. What are you doing in Los Angeles? <laughs> Netflix has decided to kidnap me. And either murder me or allow me to see The Irishman, one or the other. I can't figure out yet which one it is, but 
We'll find out on episode 401. <laughs> it's funny, the number of times that somebody has said to me, are you sure this is real? Uh, like, no, I'm just going to get on a plane and fly to my own death. That's what I'm going to do. Uh, no, Netflix got in touch with me through the uh, Broadcast Film Critics Association and uh, sent me this uh, invitation. And usually, I get a lot of these. Yeah. Uh, but most of the time, I, I mean, I'm not going to. I don't have the money to get into get on a plane and fly to Los Angeles and stay the night any time I want. I don't. You know, few people would have, from from my situation would have that kind of money. But uh, this particular invitation is different because they said, "Well, if you do this, we'll pay for the plane. We'll pay for the." Uh, way to get around. We'll pay for a night there, and I'm like, oh wow, uh, okay. <laughs> How long are you there for? A day. Uh, but I didn't. I, I I've been told that Los Angeles is extraordinarily expensive, and yeah. it's going to hit at a moment where I'm not going to have any money because right. it's right at the end of the pay period, and so I needed to do a uh, a GoFundMe just to kind of bridge the gap. Right, and. And to think, I mean, just a lot of us, if we go on vacation, we plan it out. This right. literally happened like three days ago yeah. or maybe even less. I'm not sure exactly when you told me. but And I've got just no other way to bring money together that quickly. So, <laughs> Yeah, so we're, we have a GoFundMe. Uh, it's on our Facebook page. Uh, you can I have it pinned to the top. And in exchange, I'm going to do a lot of content while I'm there. I'm going to do right. some, some vlogging on our Facebook page while I'm there. And uh, obviously the review will be there and... Uh, I'll, you know, if I do get to do anything at the press conference, uh, I've not seen what the rules are yet. And then I'll do some of the press conference stuff on uh, there as well. Cause, uh, I am, uh, going to Los Angeles Thursday morning. I'm seeing the Irishman Thursday night. Uh, then I'm staying overnight and the following afternoon, uh, I'm going to be, uh, in a press conference with Netflix with apparently from, from what I understand will be the stars of the Irishman. Which is pretty awesome. <laughs> it's going to be like a there are going to be hundreds of media people there. Oh yeah, it's going to be press conference style, and so whoever you know, whether or not you get to ask a question or not, it's unknown. I don't know what the rules are yet. Yeah, but that's very cool. Yeah, it, no. it, I could be getting, I could go be going in there with the technical staff for all I know. <laughs> we've got the we've got the lighting director and the costume person here. What do you, do you have any questions for them? <laughs> Which I'd be fine with, really. No. Oh yeah, there's no complaints at all. No, it's, I am not complaining at all. Netflix, thank you. It is very cool. We have. I mean, I get them too. Where it's like, you want to go do this? I'm like, yeah, but I can't. <laughs> but it, it's cool that Netflix is doing this, and it makes sense. You yeah. know, you want everybody to see it. You know, critic wise, and it's a. This is a big deal for them too. They. It's the biggest movie they've ever done. Yeah. And I don't know how theatrical they're going with it. Or not? I know they were going to do a little bit enough to get it nominated, but yeah, I mean, anything Netflix does is not going into your into your uh, average movie theater ever, uh, the, because Netflix won't promise them the six months that they want. Uh, movie theaters want three to six months, where you know, in between when they have the movie and Netflix has it, because who else? Who's going to go to a movie if they know it's going to be on Netflix in a couple of months? Uh, so they 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 want that uh, kind of that's very specific guarantee that Netflix can't give them. Right. But they also want Martin Scorsese's movie in the theater. <laughs> so I wonder how all that was. Yeah, I guess we'll see. I but mean, I, they didn't want silence. <laughs> well, I don't blame them. I, as much as silence is a fine film, but it's like four hours of education. <laughs> uh, this is, you know, Goodfellas Casino. This is 
you know, classic Scorsese, hopefully not too old Scorsese. I hear, we'll never know. That's the thing is that, like, uh, I, I've got to try and uh, maintain my uh, – not try. I mean, I'm going to maintain my objectivity, but it's hard, you know, because Netflix is being very kind. Well, it's – I'm still going to give you an honest opinion of the movie, and I, I feel like I can step a, step that step aside of that and, and honestly review a movie, even if I'm being, you know, paid off with a trip <laughs> to a hotel. I always do. I, I do have a thing about like not wanting to. I don't really. I do a lot of interviews, but I don't interview anybody whose things I don't enjoy. Like when I talked to, uh, I interviewed Bethany Hamilton about her documentary, and I did so after watching the documentary and enjoying it, thinking this is something valuable that people need to see. Uh, I interviewed Allison Brie uh, from Glow because I'm a big fan of Glow. Not, uh, I was not, I'm not going to put somebody over on the, on the radio or on here uh, unless I actually enjoy what they do. And if I watch a movie by somebody and I'm supposed to interview them afterwards, I and I don't like the movie, I'm not going to interview them because that's just a shitty thing to do. Yeah. Uh but yeah, no, it'll be a it's a cool it's a cool experience and I'm looking forward to hearing about it uh when you get there. But we do have that GoFundMe just uh you know, it's just kind of enough to it's really emergency money, yeah, you know, in case something just, goes wrong. He's and I'll happily return whatever I don't use. Yeah. Yeah. However that works with them. Right. So if you wanna help out and Make you know, just take the stress away from it because it should just be totally fun. Uh, there's a GoFundMe link at the top of our Facebook page, uh, and if I remember, I'll put it on Twitter. I mean, it's on Twitter, but I'll try to pin it. Uh, what else? Any that's kind of the main thing, so yeah, that that'll be this weekend. So, I, I did I did go see another movie this week because, I, and we're going to talk about it next week, but correct, I, yeah. Yeah, we'll get to we that. were going to go have a really cool experience with it, but now I'm going to yeah. have this other cool experience, and you get to have the. Uh, yeah, I, I, yeah, he's out there hanging out with Martin Scorsese. I'll be hanging out with Kevin Smith. So <laughs> <laughs> it's almost it's like this this podcast is a big deal now. Well, I, I, I had to pay to go to that one. <laughs> uh, but no, it should be a fun week. This uh, this fame won't won't change us, folks. <laughs> <laughs> Unless Netflix is flying me there to kill me, in which case, then. <laughs> <laughs> really what they're going to do is make you watch all Adam Sandler's movies. Get through these, like them, and then you can watch The Irishman. <laughs> I, I tell you what I'm going to do while I'm there. One thing I guarantee that I'm going to do there is I'm going to go see not just The Irishman. I'm going to see something else. I want to see if I can find some place near the hotel that is showing The Lighthouse. So I'm trying to. I'm going to try to get to that or something else that's in limited release that I can see. Speaking of, you know, just uh, we get invited to all the A24 releases. They just are like on Mondays and Tuesdays in <laughs> Chicago. And I tried to share them with Sean, but I can never make them because just because of my work situation. And I know it's probably not that easy for Having you either. Having a family, right? <laughs> well, and it's also like during the day. <laughs> so it's like. <sighs> And I got a boss that does not like people taking time off. Yeah. I hear that. My uh, boss is excited to get rid of me. I don't know what that's about. Maybe he set this whole thing up. Maybe he's the one who's going to murder me. <laughs> well, it does benefit the radio station, too, as yeah. much as it does us. I mean, there's a lot of positive that goes with this situation. So I was glad it was real, you know, because when you told me, you made it like you weren't 100% positive. I was really like, I, well, I was skeptical because, I mean, no one, no, no movie studio has ever done anything like this before. They provided screeners and screener links and 
uh, but never anything like this. This is so. This is really extravagant to the point of I'm almost embarrassed at how extravagant it is to do this. <laughs> yeah, but it'll be it'll be cool to hear about when you get back on episode probably four hundred one. I've, I've never been. Uh, I think the first away I've been from my my home is Denver for like twelve hours. <laughs> <laughs> Bear game? No, no. I was interviewing for a job in Vail, Colorado, in 2003 at a radio group that no longer exists. Which I guess I got lucky there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, you'll hear about even if there's a boycott or whatever the word is when you can't talk about it. Uh, what's the word? Uh, embargo. Embargo. Yeah. Uh, even it, we'll, he'll at least talk about the experience of being there, and then when the bargo list, we'll he'll write about it and all sorts of content. It'll be fun. Uh, this week, uh, we'll start with our trailers and Merrick's story. You know, I love this trailer a lot, and I love the fact that somebody's actually still making this movie. Uh, it seemed like this type of movie, this type of drama, is just not getting made anymore. Uh, you know, you. And it's just so cool to see Adam Driver doing something like this and, and Scarlett Johansson doing something like this because it is so very different than the stuff that they are normally in. You mean like Star Wars and Marvel movies? Exactly. <laughs> it's not a Star Wars. It's not a Marvel movie. Uh, oh, man. I, by the way, just on a side note, I hope our, co- our podcast doesn't fall in the, uh, in the Scorsese comic book war now because I'm going to see Scorsese this week. <laughs> We've, I think, I don't know when you mentioned it. Was it episode four hundred or when Josh was back about what Scorsese said? We've never really like had a discussion about it, and I don't really give a shit. <laughs> he's not wrong, but he's not right. You know, it's, yeah, there you go. That's the answer. <laughs> I I answered it on Twitter a little bit, just talking about you know you can't tell cinema what it is, and uh, not to you know I was basically just saying to Scorsese. And I, and I know I have a deep amount of respect to for, but you can't tell cinema what cinema is. Cinema decides what it is. Cinema is what it is. Whatever someone wants to make of it, it right. can be cinema. Well, that's your point. Whatever someone wants to make of it. So it's different for everybody. Yeah, so, exactly. So, so that's why he's not wrong, but he's not right. <laughs> he's not wrong, but he's not right. He's, ha- he's entitled to his opinion. He doesn't get to make the decision in the end. Right. Uh, but the marriage story. This is movie, this is, looks like a wonderful trailer and a wonderful movie. And I mean, I, I was deeply affected just by the trailer. So I can I'm imagining an incredible movie. Oh yeah, it, it, I mean Noah Baumbach, Scarlett Johansson, Adam Driver. I mean, it doesn't get much better than that. It looks, I don't know. He can be he can be great, and he can be a little bit severe. Like Margot at the Wedding is a movie that I found. It's like nails on chalkboard to me. But most of his stuff is is pretty strong. Yeah, the trailer for this looks really good. So it's not like I don't I mean I suppose it still could become nails on the chalkboard, but I also like Adam Driver and Scarlett Johansson probably too much. So you know, it's going to be easier for me to be like, oh, it's good. <laughs> Lady and the Tramp two. Does Are, this does this seem like a trailer for something trailer that two? I mean, <laughs> does this seem like a trailer for something that doesn't actually exist, like a parody trailer? Because <laughs> that's like kind of how I felt about it. It just it seemed like a Saturday Night Live sketch at times. Like I, I don't I couldn't identify who the voices were in the movie, which weird, which is weird. Is this movie even coming out, or is this going to Disney Plus? Because I thought I saw a Disney Plus ad at the end. I don't know. I honestly I don't. All I all I could think about the whole time was what's the point. 
Yeah, there's a lot of that in this trailer. Like, who the hell cares? Which has really been the case of all of them. I mean, I know you like Lion King a lot, but you're kind of in the minority there. And then Aladdin and Beauty and the Beast were just kind of, okay, they exist. They're fine, I guess. And I mean, Cinderella was amazing. But other than that, everything's just kind of been like, all right, you did it CGI instead of the cartoon. (laughs) Okay. Yeah, tw- twenty years from now, I, I think we'll get an actual proper assessment of these of these Disney animated remakes, and it's going to not go in Disney's favor. I don't think. I think they're going to be assessed poorly in the future. I don't think they care because no, they don't. They're getting paid. <laughs> no, they've got an, they've got a very accountant sensibility when it comes to this. They, that's why these movies are getting made. They're insanely successful, so they're. <laughs> that's why, yeah. But yeah, I, I'm gonna hope this one kind of blows up in their face because I don't remember. Lady in the Tramp was, it was kind of that level before Aladdin and Mer, Little Mermaid, and you know, it was the, and it it was big, but not that big. So I don't know. I I don't know. And all I can remember really about it is the spaghetti scene, which somehow you're gonna. Right. I mean, if you got real dogs to do it, sure. Yeah. But it doesn't what's, even look good. What's strange is that there's a there's a Cruella Deville com- movie coming out too. With Emma Stone, which is not related to this in any way. With Emma Stone? Yeah. She's playing Cruella. Even after Maleficent? Oh, it'll make <laughs> uh, Bombshell. Trailer 2. The, this one blew up the internet this week because people are like, that's Charlie's Throne. It looks exactly like Megan Kelly. <laughs> yeah, it, the first trailer, where it was more of a teaser, right. same thing kind of happened, but not but it was just kind of stills and her making looks. It wasn't a whole lot of moving and talking. And yeah. then it was just like, are you sure Megan Kelly's not in this? <laughs> she is. Uh, she's incredible. Charlize Theron is incredible. Uh, Nicole Kidman, you know, she's, she's got an equally difficult role. Gretchen Carlson's not exactly somebody <laughs> that lends herself well to this type of storytelling. Uh, but then again, neither is Megan Kelly. I mean, you know, you could say that uh, that she's in the same boat as people uh, as people who disagree with her, but she doesn't care. She still holds to opinions that both of us, I think, find uh, uh, distasteful. And right. so it's hard. It's going to be. It, it puts us, I guess, in a di- more difficult situation. Really, I'm worried. It's a preaching to the choir movie, kind of similar to the Cheney movie, uh, whatever that yeah. was. Uh, maybe it won't be, but Jay Roach is a little bit better at this, right? Because Jay Roach doesn't care about the other side; <laughs> he's got a very specific opinion, and uh, and he puts that into his movies. Right. I just I don't know the Roger Ailes was that John Lithgow. I mean, it like just looked. It almost looked like like another SNL portrayal of him, and I I it certainly get a pale to what Russell Crowe has done with him, right? So I, I mean I want it to be good and I'm I, I think all three leads, even Margot Robbie, who's not even a real person, uh, I, I think they look great in it. I just I don't know. I hope it's I hope it's more the big short and a little less whatever that was it Dick or whatever what was it called? I don't remember Vice. the name Vice. I knew it was one syllable. <laughs> uh but yeah, so I mean I'm looking forward to it. It'll be the movie I go see that weekend. I'm so popular at Star Wars. <laughs> uh, speaking of movies I didn't go see this weekend, Maleficent, Mistress of Evil. 
Yeah, Maleficent. Uh, you know what's weird is I remember liking the first Maleficent movie, uh, and now I don't remember anything about it at all. I had to I had to read the Wikipedia page to remind myself of literally anything about the first Maleficent because it's not it's not a great movie. I remember, of course, I hated Charlton Copley, but I hate him. You know that that goes that's a hatred that goes well beyond <laughs> Maleficent anything he did in that movie. Uh, this is a bad movie. Uh, they really don't know. Uh, they really don't know anything about how to make this movie. Uh, they had to make a sequel because Disney wanted them to make a sequel, and they just sort of slapped something together. Uh, the story begins with uh, Elle Fanning as Aurora. She's now Queen Aurora. She's Queen of the Moors, where all the fairies and uh, nymphs and all these magical creatures live. Uh, she's uh, Asked this guy Prince Philip asks her to marry him and come to her come to his kingdom and she says yes. Maleficent opposes the marriage and she further opposes it when she meets Philip's parents. How they've not been a part? They weren't part of the first story. We never. I don't know where Prince Philip even came from. Uh, Different actor even playing him in this movie (laughs) than the first film. Brenton Thwaites played him the first time. He's not back here. Harris Dixon, I think is his name, in, and he's just awful. Um, <laughs> he makes no impression. He's not awful. He just makes no impression whatsoever right. as a character. Well, only Josh Adams listening knows who you're talking about <laughs> in either case. <laughs> but, he makes no pre- impression as a character. Uh, basically, Maleficent is invited to go to a dinner with uh, his parents and, and Aurora, and Michelle Pfeiffer is queen. Uh, something or other, and I can't remember the names of these characters. I'm even King John is hard for me to recall. Uh, Robert Lindsay plays him, uh, but she's basically trying to take over the kingdom secretly, not let her husband and her son know. And she hates Maleficent, so she kind of triggers Maleficent into a, doing something that leads to the king being uh, comatose and her getting blamed for it. And the whole movie turns on Maleficent just not saying, "I didn't do it." <laughs> that's the whole crux of the film is her just refusing to say I didn't do it <laughs> she says I didn't do it which she clearly didn't movie's over but she can't say that because the plot needs her to not say that and it's such a dumb way to construct a plot on top of that Angelina Jolie is the only good thing in this movie she gets what she's doing here she gets the character she gets the this is a fairy tale and it needs to be kind of over-the-top, campy, and funny. And she's really funny. And the rest of the movie is entirely self-serious and just going against her. And it's bizarre that they play it that way. And it's really bizarre then that they take a character played by Michelle Pfeiffer, who should be this big, over-the-top, silly villain. uh, And she's just... They restrain her. They try and make her more realistic. Like, they try and make her like a Shakespearean villain as opposed to this scenery-chewing, you know, Disney villain that she should be. And they they hold her back. And, like, no, just let her go nuts. Just let her be crazy. Let her do stupid, weird, crazy, evil stuff. (laughs) You know, let it be fun. If it's not going to be good, at least let it be fun. And they don't even let it be fun. They introduce this other character, Chuatel Ejiofor, is a fellow fairy alongside from Maleficent's clan that she didn't know still existed because they weren't in the first movie. <laughs> they were just sort of invented out of nowhere to rescue her after she gets uh, shot uh, with an iron arrow that takes her down because fairies are allergic to iron, in case you didn't know. <laughs> I didn't. <laughs> so she almost dies. He saves her life. Then he dies, and but he dies very slowly. 
and she stays with him the whole time. And that means for 20 minutes, Maleficent is off screen. Off screen in the Maleficent movie. She's gone. And we're turned over to this character uh, played by Ed Scrine, who is a fairy who wants war with humanity. <laughs> and and Chiwetel Ejiofor was trying to stop that. And now he's nowhere to stop it, so he tries to have war with the queen. Oh, it's so dumb. <laughs> so is the Mistress of Evil Maleficent, or is it the queen? No, or is it I'm, just a title? It's, it's, it's a title. I guess they try and... I don't really know why they picked that title, honestly. I guess because they didn't want to go with just Maleficent 2, because that's just too bland. Uh, I mean, she's supposed to be kind of an evil character, but she's never actually evil in any way. And uh, she she's kind of a tweener character at times. Like she'll she'll be violent and kill people if she has to. But uh, and she can be you know she's more powerful than everybody else in the movie, so that makes her dangerous. But her powers are also nebulous to the point where she can she has enough kind of powers to use when she needs them when the plot convenience allows her to. Uh, so it's really it's really not good. Uh, they just they just botched this whole thing uh, top to bottom. You don't see Angelina Jolie do much anymore. It's like, I can't... I think at a certain point, you become such a big star that uh, at a certain point, you're just you're competing with yourself too much. Like, Gwyneth Paltrow's in kind of in the same boat, where they're so outsized at a certain point, and people become fascinated with them beyond their work in such a way that it becomes impossible for them to do anything. Uh and you know, it's not like Charlize Theron who stayed completely out of you know the the main, the, the the spotlight or just just keeps her head down and keeps working. You know, they try and do things outside of themselves and they get hammered for it, and then they've become so big they become a big brand. Big reasons, yeah. yeah, that makes sense. It yeah. becomes hard. They they overshadow everything they they do. She completely overshadows everything in this movie. She's so much bigger and even more talented and interesting than anything else in this movie. And it does weigh it down. Right. And, like, I mean, Charlie's their own disappears into Megan Kelly. Yeah. <laughs> you know, that, that, that doesn't. <laughs> Angelina Jolie really can't do that unless, you know, it's Laura Croft or something like that. <laughs> I'm sure she could. She just can't. Well, uh, but it's really hard. Yeah. Tom Hanks has the same problem for yeah. me. Uh, it, you know, just certain times it's really hard to do. And I thought maybe she was going to do more indie movies because I know she tried. And then, but she did both of these. Uh, so, but I don't know. I think she's a great actress. I'd love to see her do more, but that's a good point. Anything else on Maleficent before we move on? It's really bad. Um, perhaps not the worst movie we're going to talk about this week, but it's bad. Fat Man, Little Boy, <laughs> Zombieland, Double Tap. I hate this fucking movie. Good for you. <laughs> <laughs> this movie sucks. Uh, Zombieland, Double Tap. Uh, how many years is this set after the original? Nine or ten. Uh, it makes no difference because this movie hasn't changed anything. They just recycled all the gags from the first movie and put them into this movie. And, oh, man. So we're basically, we're they're looking for a place to live. They go to the most obvious place possible, the White House, where nobody is. And they take it over and make a lot of obvious jokes about uh, former presidents and so on. Oh, you're smoking a cigar and Bill Clinton's uh, cigars. I think those have been here that long. <laughs> Lazy ass fucking jokes everywhere in this fucking movie. Then uh, first Emma Stone and, and uh, Abigail Breslin fuck off somewhere else for no good reason. Because uh, the plot requires them to. Uh, 
they're they're sad. Jesse Eisenberg's sad, so they go to a mall and they shoot some zombies and they meet uh, Zoe Deutsch. And I really thought that we had stopped with this. I really thought that 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 we'd evolved as a culture away from this character, but somehow we've created this regressive bimbo airhead blonde character in this day and age and done nothing with her. She matters in no way to the plot. She matters in no way as a character. She's not interesting. She's not different. She's regressive. She's an ugly caricature and an easy joke. And that's all she is. And Zoe Deutsch is so much better than this. And it is, it makes me angry to think that they cast her as this and gave her nothing I've rewritten this movie like 10 times in my head so much better. Like, why not, if you're going to have this character, you, you've decided to have this dim bulb, blonde caricature, then just make her like an idiot savant zombie killer to make sense within this universe. Like, okay, she's a complete obnoxious idiot, but somehow she is the greatest zombie killer alive. She kills more zombies than anybody, anybody else ever. That's how she's been alive all this time for 10 years. Because other than that, it makes no sense that she's still alive. Because they start off the movie by telling us about all these ways in which zombies are beginning to evolve. We've got ninja zombies that can sneak up on you and open doors now that they couldn't before. They've got Terminator zombies that are harder to kill than ever. So if we've got this new breed of zombies, how is this person still alive? On top of that, the big end of the movie is all of these hippie characters who say, oh, we can't have guns. We can't have guns in our compound. Then how the fuck have these people been alive this long? How'd they build a shelter? How do they build anything? If there have been these evolving zombies around for 10 years, how does this place even exist? That's the well, stupidest fucking thing. The, the evolving zombies were newer. That was They haven't been around for 10 years. Still. <laughs> but If these people have never shot a zombie, then how are they alive? Uh, they've never killed a zombie. How are they alive? It makes no sense within this universe. It's this movie, similar to like Deadpool Two, is you can't really. There's really no purpose of it existing. So if they're gonna make it exist, they're just gonna goof around, and that's what this movie is: is I'm goofing around and uh, be funnier. <laughs> These jokes are lazy. They're lazy. Dunking on hippies and pacifists, lazy. Dunking on, on, on blonde caricatures, fucking lazy. Dunking on former president jokes, lazy. It's all so incredibly lazy. So? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's, I don't know. It, it's, I don't know. This they, is one of the worst movies of 2019. Not, this is, is not, garbage. That's not true. It's garbage. It's not garbage. It's it is what it is. You've got all these talented people, and you do nothing with them. You're making Zombieland 2. You're not making, you know... <laughs> they made Zombieland. That's a really good movie. Zombieland's a lot of fun. Zom- or, and Zombieland 2 is fun, too, if you let it be. But, I mean, it's... It, I mean, they explain why she survives. They explain all of it. What, and she's hitting it? She's hitting it hidden she inside of a freezer in for nine? freezer for nine years. Sure. In Pinkberry, where I'm sure she's she's managed to stay 98 pounds. Well, they also have <laughs> and power was, in this movie. Was nine years old when she did this because apparently because well, how old is she? 19 I as no a character. I mean, but they also they have power in the way they explain it. Is oh the dam it keeps raining so we have power. You know, yeah, it's, that's it's, explained. That's fine. I didn't know everything's with explained. That. It's just lazy. I mean, it's it's goofing. It's just a fun movie with no real purpose. It's. You could tell the cast enjoys being around each other, so like, let's just do it one more time. 
I don't know how they would do it again. Uh, I guess they could. I could, but it'd be I could write this movie fifteen different times. That it's far better than this. I mean, you have the, you have these. You have I, this idea. I'll, I'll be honest. I think you're her being a killer zombie. I think that's a worse idea than what they did. I, it's how is that a worse idea? Because it's too. It's one of those. Really, it's something they didn't do anything with her. I know, but it's like now it's now you're rolling your eyes like, oh, okay, we got to do this again. Well, not, gotta, I don't want her to be a badass. I want her to be the exact same character that she is. But we have a reason why she survived. So have her be well, an idiot savant who knows how to kill. why she survived. She left herself in a freezer. <laughs> it doesn't, that doesn't hold. It doesn't hold at all. But neither does the power. <laughs> it rains, so the dams are working, therefore we all have power. The power goes down, there's no one to put it back up, so it doesn't explain it either. That's just, everything is very thin and weak. It's just enough to move on to the next gag, which, whether you like it or not, is one. I, this movie can only be so good, you know. There's nothing you could really, you can't, you'll never touch Zombie Land th- with the world they've built, and then you're making it ten years later. I mean, she did come up with Uber. I mean, that was funny, and everybody else. You didn't, you, did you miss that part of the movie? I guess where she, I don't know what. Where she goes, I think we'd have this be a great idea if we had this uh, thing where you could just have your friends pick you up and basically act like a taxi service, and they all poo-poo her idea and call her an idiot. I that was like a like a five minute scene in the movie. I, don't know I honestly don't it. remember it. So I mean, they they didn't treat her like a total idiot. They were. It was. I, I mean, I don't know. I don't. I like that it was just kind of a. It was just fun. I mean, I didn't love the movie. I'll forget about it eventually. I probably won't watch it again. I thought the credit scene was fantastic. Really? Oh, I thought that was again another lazy joke. I, I mean, here we've got no, we've got no narrative, we've got no good reason, but here's Bill Murray. Right. <laughs> There's no good reason for this movie to exist. <laughs> There's no good reason for ninety percent of the movies that are in the theater to exist, other than making money. But I mean, I can tell you exactly like a, do- a dozen different ways this could actually be a good movie, like the ways that this could actually work. But <laughs> I mean, but I already disagree with the one you said. So I mean, it, it works just fine. It, it I mean, no, it it's doesn't. yeah, it does. I it mean, doesn't work. It's it's such garbage. It's lazy, regressive, easy dunking on easy targets. But they're all being dunked on. Everybody's dunked on the entire movie. I mean, they bring out Luke Wilson and Thomas Middleditch or whatever to play that. I mean, Woody Harrelson's basically in real life the character he's making fun of the entire movie. I mean, he's a hippie vegan that he's totally hates you know so it's i don't know it, it and i thought rosario dawson was a cool character she's uh, a she's the god in the machine character she shows up exactly when she's needed in a situation that the characters shouldn't survive because they've created they've painted themselves into such a shitty corner because they don't know how to make this movie uh she arrives at a moment and does something that that is just entirely a plot convenience i mean I know, but when how does she even know where to go it's <laughs> Well, she knew where they were going. They talked. To, they explained that too at some point. In the movie. She's the one who told them where they where they were supposed to go. I mean, it's like watching a Scooby Doo episode and then like pulling, picking it apart because it's not Citizen Kane. I mean, it's, this is a Scooby Doo Scooby Doo episode. It's not trying to be anything more. It's a more movie that, that continuously violates the, its own logic and mythology as it's as they set it up. I don't think it violates anything. It's just I mean, just like Scooby Doo doesn't violate its own logic. It's the same. Yeah, there's it's a throwaway action movie. I mean, that's really all it is. There's no reason to hate it as much no, as you do. It, I do hate it because it's it, it's this much talent and this fucking lazy. It's this much talent trying to have fun with one another is really what it 
all it is, but I, I mean, it's, I, I mean, I don't like it enough to really care, but <laughs> I don't want to just sit here and. This one ranks right up that. there with some of the worst I've seen this year, for sure. This will be on my year-end list of the worst movies of 2019. Will not be on mine. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the main event for the linear, legitimate, and universally recognized, undisputed classic. Zombieland? (laughs) Now see, this is a good movie. I don't know why they couldn't make another good movie. In fairness, the critic score for Zombieland double taps almost 70%. The audience score is at 90. Hmm. So, uh, just saying. (laughs) (laughs) That's double tap, not Zombieland. Uh But anyway, Zombieland. Like I said, Zombieland's a really good movie. It's clever. It's different. It's it's funny. These are wonderful characters who you really want to see survive, and they do. And that's – it's nice. And – it's everything that this other movie isn't. All these characters are having fun and you can sense how much fun they're having. And the plot does make sense uh, as they set it up and they don't violate their own rules. They, they keep to the, they keep up to the very universe that they create. I want to keep defending zombie and double tap. They don't <laughs> violate their own rules. Every they time you do. every time you mention a violation, I tell you how they didn't violate it with without exception. <laughs> But anyway, I mean, Zombieland, I think, but again, it, it's similar to Deadpool. It's, it was kind of an original, fun, obviously zombie movies aren't original, but to do a comedy the way they did it at the time they did it was kind of something you hadn't seen before, at least something I hadn't seen before, and they really knocked it out of the park. So now you can't really expand on that. You just have to live within it. And uh, so, but I mean, I'm... I'm glad they made another one. I thought it was fun, but it's that's how good this movie is. Though is you just I don't really know how you better that, you know, within that world. I don't know if that makes sense or not, but it also you know, obviously we'd known who Emma Stone and Jesse Eisenberg were, but this really was one of the movies that really kicked them into the A list. Mm-hmm. And Abigail Breslin, uh, I. I didn't know where she went after this, <laughs> but I'm glad to see she's still working. And Woody Harrelson's been almost more relevant in the last 10 years than he has been his whole career, and he's always been pretty there. Mm-hmm. But I, I love Zombieland, and the Bill Murray scene, <laughs> that is one a, of the, I mean, when, it's good stuff. and especially when you don't, you know, you outside the movie, because you do bring in other things, we know Bill Murray has an 800 number, and he just doesn't do anything. <laughs> so why would he do this? I have no idea. Why would he even do part two, which is what makes it so much fun when he just goes around and kills a bunch of zombies in the credits? Yeah. It's the idea of why the hell did Bill Murray, how did they get him to say yes to this? <laughs> and that, that plays into the movie for me. I don't know if it does for others, but... I don't know. I think that matters. It's just it's just super clever what they do with Bill Murray in this movie. It's just so smart. And he's such a great he's such a great character. He's such a great version of himself. And then when he dies and she starts laughing, <laughs> <laughs> it's just amazing. It's too good. Yeah, I mean, I love that scene. I love the whole. I love this whole movie. It's why Double Tap offends me so much because this is so good. Um, the, these char- the character dynamics are great. Uh, Eisenberg's voiceover stuff is is on point. The the script is much much tighter, uh, and yeah, these characters are wonderful. Yeah, and yeah, 
I mean, even the you have that badass Woody Harrelson character who constantly gets outsmarted by the girls. <laughs> Uh, it's just, I don't know. I watched it last night and it, it I mean, I'm not going to pretend double taps even close to this. This is a, I love Zombieland. It's, I'm surprised I don't watch it as much as I should. I'm I, surprised I don't watch it more. I think I would, you know, the movies I do watch repeatedly, I don't know why this isn't on that list. Cause it's that it, it's worth rewatching over and over again. It's, it'll never really get old. Uh, the Twinkie joke, I don't know. The whole thing is just. <laughs> The way he describes coconut, I even that's kind of the line I I still say that all the time. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's got like a high level of rewatchability on top of everything else, uh, and and I don't really watch. Uh, I don't really re- go back to zombie movies very often. I'm not I'm not a big fan. I like them when I watch them for the most part. Uh, I, I never go back and watch them. I really don't either. This would be the one that I've watched probably the most, but in that, maybe four times, which is. I watched Night of the Living Dead pretty regularly because that one, but that one that just a, pops up for whatever yeah. reason. So I have you're right. I Special screenings and whatnot. Yeah, but yeah, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't have much more to add on Zombieland. There really isn't much to talk about because it is, it's just you can sit here and just praise it the whole it's time. Like that Chris Farley interview. Remember how great that was. <laughs> I uh, yeah, and just and again, it's uh, loving this so much makes me hate Double Tap that much more. <laughs> and loving it so much for me makes it. I, I don't know. I it makes me. Like I, I saw the fun they were having in the se- in the sequel. I he clearly Rosario Dawson, Luke Wilson wanted to be in the movie, and so it, it all they looked like they were just having a ton of fun. Uh, and I, I'm just glad to see the characters again. Even if it was like short YouTube stuff, I would enjoy watching those those four interact. It's just I think they're a lot of fun. Uh, 1989, uh, we got three movies. Uh, you watched at least one? Yeah, I watched one. one of them. I wasn't able to get to uh, Gross Anatomy. I've seen Next of Kin a few times, so I can talk about Next of Kin. Yeah, Gross Anatomy, uh, Matthew Modine, Daphne Zuniga. I think I've seen it years ago, but I couldn't tell you I saw it on, about on it. TV in the 90s right. at some point. But it's been a long time. Uh, let's go to Next of Kin, Next of Kin now. <laughs> Next of Kin. Oh man, next again. What is this movie? Uh it's a really lame uh Patrick Swayze movie about action and hillbillies and Chicago cops and hillbilly cops. <laughs> brother cops. It's really stupid, isn't it? It's I mean, really usually stupid. when you're like related to somebody you're either all hippie or you're all city. I mean, you might move into the city and you're out of place, but it's hard to have one be a full-blown city person and one be a full-blown... Although it's Patrick Quit Swayze, really, a hillbilly. That's the other. He's <laughs> just so flat. He's just so, like... just. Uh, he's he's the like- poor man's Mel Gibson. He really is. He kind of became more popular. But all these characters are like the weak Martin Riggs. <laughs> really, truly. Like, yeah, he, he's just... He's got no sense of humor. He's got barely any energy to him in any performance. And he basically just relies heavily on his, on his, uh, dancing. Yeah. yeah and his, his physicality, he, right. you know, uh, <laughs> so, so stupid. It's just so dumb. <laughs> I mean, I don't really even know what to say, honestly. It's like the anti zombie land. <laughs> <laughs> 
Uh, Liam Neeson is si- in, uh, insisting upon a traditional mountain blood feud to get revenge <laughs> for their kin. Gotta get revenge for our kin. Except for he's a city cop <laughs> from Chicago. Uh, oh, it's so stupid. Fat man and little boy. Uh, this is interesting. This is a very <laughs> unusual film. Uh, this is about the creation of the uh, of the bombs they dropped on uh, Japan in World War II. And uh, the worst part of this is that they cast a guy as Robert Oppenheimer, who is the central, you know, really like the center character of this, aside from uh, Richard uh, – uh, why am I can't – Robert Newman. Uh, wait, what's his name? You've uh, what? <laughs> Paul Newman. Sorry, Paul Newman. I don't know why I couldn't remember that for a second. Paul Newman. Uh, I was mixing him up with Robert Redford for some, for some reason. No, uh, that's <laughs> they are together all the time. <laughs> but uh, Paul uh, Paul Newman is uh, is a character here. Is the, the lead general on this? Uh, who's in charge for the army? Oppenheimer is in charge of the scientists. They cast a guy there who I I don't remember him. I don't know his name. I don't recognize his face. Like, why did you cast this this guy in this? You know, big role because he's going to get blown off the screen by, by Newman and undermined by John Cusack, who's a secondary to him. Which is like, what? <laughs> Cusack is kind of a way bigger star than this guy. But nevertheless, that dynamic side, the guy, he turns out to be fine for the movie. It's just, it's still the dynamic is weird. Thirty years later, yeah. um, but there, there, there's some, some effective stuff in here. Uh, there's a lot of effective history in here, and they, and this is, a, and while it's a little bit preachy. Uh, at times about uh, being anti-war and anti what was created here in the bomb, uh, it, it it is a, a very instructive on how on the moral questions that were involved in, in creating these two devastating weapons. Uh, the uh, there's an incredible couple of scenes near the end that I mean really some really phenomenal performances. Laura Dern uh, gets a couple of great moments, and Roland Jaffe, the director here, uh, does a great job in a very important moment where there's chaos swirling, he focuses solely on her face. And while all this chaos is happening around her, the she's the emotional crux of this moment, and it is perfectly captured. Her face, her reaction, her fear, her, just the depth of her emotion has been so well established that focusing on her in that moment is so perfect. It's such a, a strong, instinctual piece of direction that I was really moved by it. Uh, and what happens with uh, John Cusack's character in the movie is dramatic and and terrifying, and nothing that actually happened during the Manhattan Project, but but something that uh, that it was it's dramatizing something that happened later to a, to somebody who's not featured in this movie because Cusack is essentially like three or Multiple four different characters, characters yeah. in one. The Lauren Dern character doesn't actually exist. And that's something else that develops throughout this is that those characters that don't actually exist are far more interesting than the, than the characters who do. Uh, you know, and Newman's this, this straight ahead, hard nose, I, I want this bomb, I want to drop this bomb. Oppenheimer has his conflicts, but he's also arrogant. And, and uh, in the end, he's more concerned about how he's perceived in terms of his reputation than he is about the moral questions. So that's interesting, but there, that again has been, it's more documentary stuff. The better stuff is between uh, John C. McGinley, John Cusack, and Laura Dern, who are these characters who don't actually exist, but they have a much more interesting dramatic di- dynamic than the other two. And and I, I really enjoyed their, their part of it. And I enjoyed the movie 
for the most part. Like I said, at times it gets a little bit preachy. At times they're, they're really going hard on, on those moral questions, and it's very one-sided about this. Uh, you know, Newman's essentially a villain uh, throughout. Which, I mean, I, I have a hard time with it just because I don't think it holds up 30 years later, largely due to one Paul Newman, like the most likable guy in the history of movies is the bad guy. <laughs> John Cusack is John Cusack in kind of every movie, so he's just really... It's probably not fair because at the time it probably did work way better. But and then John C. McGinley has largely been a comedic actor since you know right. Office Space, if not before that. He is a dynamic personality, isn't he? Yeah, he really just. Uh, I don't know why he's not never became a bigger star than he is because he's just the. He's got a, a really great scene with him and Oppenheimer in this movie that really like wow that was cool. That's the first time I was like okay the moral questions here are kind of are hitting a little bit better. But it was hard for me to stay connected to the movie just because of the personalities. I mean, the Newman thing is not a really good example because he was a big star then. So that's not that, that, like that went away. But Cusack's become a bigger star. John C. McGinley, you know, I know him as funny. <laughs> so right. it's, it was just an, it was hard for me to stay in it. The female characters are also a little bit more functional than, than they are, you know, actual characters, which right. is kind of typical for the time. Right. Uh, which is unfortunate. And that hasn't aged well, you know. Uh, Bonnie Bedelia as the, the as the wife of Robert Oppenheimer is way better as an actor than the guy playing Oppenheimer, and, and uh, she has much less of a character to play. Right, and then like you said, not having a real person that we know who he is as Oppenheimer doesn't. I don't know. It just the personality later, dynamic is off. Yeah, yeah. Thirty years later, it, I, I'm curious what. I mean, I can't really tell what the critics thought of it then. It was kind of a the rating now is middle of the road, like six out of 10 or seven out of 10. So, or in between that, but I mean, it is interesting if nothing else. Yeah. It was an easy watch. Uh, it's on prime and, uh, I, it's over two hours long, but I didn't. I didn't really feel it. It's got a good pace to it, but uh, at times, like I said, it's preachy, yeah. and uh, the the moral questions that they're asking are strong, but the, they're also very one sided. Nobody actually gets to the idea of hey, of why I want to do this. You know, Groves, the Groves character, really. Uh, you can sense that he wants to, you know, appear strong, and he wants his country to appear strong. And at, at, at a certain point, he does kind of become this mustache twirling villain, almost, uh, which is kind of an odd way to go with it. Uh, I wanted him to actually say I, that you put it out there, like really what he wanted, which is, you know, we want to scare them into never having another war, but that's not really what Groves's intention was. Right. In order for the, like the movie American history X, you know, we went back and watched it and we weren't as big of fans as at least Josh and I weren't. I don't think you were ever no. a huge fan of it, but a lot of people latched onto that movie because they could understand the conflict. They really bought into the conflict on both sides and in order to really have a movie stick with you for years, that's what has to happen. And in this one, you don't buy into it. You know, the other side doesn't really matter. Or, yeah, they present it, but it's, like you said, it, it's not strong enough for your, like, well, I get why they did it, but I disagree. You know, it, you never yeah. get there. Well, it's, and it's funny, too. They, like, the, the, the more pacifistic characters who are kind of being dragged along by Oppenheimer, 
they're also not represented by anybody with a face that you right. recognize or a voice that's strong enough. They're all kind of they're all kind of weak and unrecognizable. And of course, they're getting overwhelmed by by De Niro and by at least the power of the name Oppenheimer. Right. And uh, you know, Cusack is more in the middle road. He's kind of carried much of that dramatic weight, but even they don't give him enough to do with that moral question. Right. But yeah, I mean. Glad I saw it. I'm glad it was free. <laughs> uh, anything else on '89 before we move on? Uh, you know, nothing really. Like I don't, yeah, I don't really think any of these three movies. It's weird. '89 is not a great year for movies, and nothing really <laughs> jumping out at you. Yeah, I feel like in the end, Batman was the one I picked as my favorite. Which is, I mean, not. To, I mean, Batman is fine. But, you know, usually you don't pick a superhero as the number one movie of the year. Yeah. I mean, it's Batman and Cage, basically, that are... Right. <laughs> <laughs> Wasn't Roadhouse this year and No Holds Barred comes out later? Or has that already come out? As I don't remember. Uh, anyway. Uh, this week you're going to get two episodes. Middle of the week we're going to drop 400 on you. Uh, what we did there is Josh came back and we that book we always talked about the, that we were going to make that we never did where we ranked our top 100 movies. Uh, we did that. Uh, it was literally after we finished Joker. So Joker's on that list. Uh, probably in two years we did it again. It'd <laughs> drop a little bit if it's even on there. Uh, but uh, but it's a fun. We had, it was a it's a nice fun long podcast. So that's what we're gonna do for number four hundred, and then episode four hundred one, black and blue and countdown come out. Uh, not sure <laughs> if you're gonna get to see those or not. Uh, but Sean, like we said, will be in L.A. Uh, watching the Irishman. I don't know if we'll be able to talk about it yet. Yeah, uh, not sure. But if we'll definitely talk about his experience, and if he can get out to Lighthouse or anything else, it's that's my hope. Uh, we'll talk about that. And then, obviously, the Jay and Silent Bob reboot. Uh, that's coming to town, and I will be at that. Uh, th- and I've seen it, so we'll talk about it. it. Our classic's going to be everything Kevin Smith. <laughs> so <laughs> we're just going to kind of go through those and have some fun there because, I mean, Black and Blue and Countdown, nothing against them, but they're not going to take a huge conversation time. Not, not probably not. And same with the 89 movies, Dad, Immediate Family, Kill Me Again, Shocker, and Worth Winning. Uh, so, may not even watch any of them. Maybe, maybe Shocker. <laughs> Dying to see Shocker. Uh, but otherwise, that is our show. Uh, we do want to remind you that on Facebook, we have that GoFundMe for Sean while he's in L.A. Just to kind of get him through the weekend. Uh, not He may not need it, but just that peace of mind to have it there. Yeah. Uh, uh, so we appreciate anybody who's going to help out uh, with that. And uh, with that, I guess we can just move on. Our Patreon supporters, I want to thank them. Our key grip level, Charlie Messing, Jason Bryant, uh, and I think Zach Codemaker. I still need to look up what level he's at. It's been like three weeks now. He'll be back in a couple of weeks. Yeah, he can tell me. He'll <laughs> <laughs> probably demand his money back. <laughs> uh, our character actors, Josh and Beth Paul, uh cousin jeff and christina cato and then our special effects level sarah morell and Corey finner and if you want to be a patreon supporter i hate critics.net slash patreon is the best way to help support the podcast uh and now we can rank zombie movies if you're cool with that sure let's do that 
All right, we're about to rank 37 movies. Jesus. All right, Army of Darkness, Pet Cemetery, 2019. Army of Darkness by a landslide. I agree. Reanimator, Resident Evil. Reanimator. Agreed. Cabin in the Woods, The Crazies. That's tough. I really like Cabin in the Woods a lot, but The Crazies is a hell of a movie. Yeah. Uh, the Crazies. I'll go with you. I was, I, yeah, I was worried that we were going to fight on Cabin in the Woods a lot. Chud, Pet Cemetery 89. <laughs> Chud. I really hate Pet Cemetery. <laughs> it's really bad. Dead Alive, the Peter Jackson movie, Carnival of Souls. Carnival of Souls for me. Man, I hate disagreeing because that is more of a. I just really want that Peter Jackson back. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, George, what do you think? Dead Alive or Carnival of Souls? Dead Alive. (laughs) All right. Land of the Dead, Evil Dead 2. Evil Dead 2. Agreed. I am Legend 28 weeks later. I am Legend. I'll agree. 28 weeks later was a little weaker than days. The Return of the, Li- of the Living Dead, Day of the Dead. I'm trying to remember which one is which. Return <laughs> of the Living Dead was the kind of the goofy 80s movie. Oh. Day of the Dead was like the third Romero movie. I guess, yeah, I think it's, I think it's Day of the Dead for me. <laughs> I'll go with that because I really don't like either one of them. Army of Darkness, Planet Terror. Army of Darkness. Agreed. Pet Cemetery, 2019, or Planet Terror? <laughs> it's Planet Terror for me. Go ahead. All right. Uh, Dawn of the Dead, 2004, Quarantine. Uh, Dawn of the Dead. I agree. Zombieland, a cadet for Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> Zombieland for me. Zombieland. <laughs> no offense to my brother. Uh, Wreck or Ah, uh, Zombies. Uh, which one's Wreck? Wreck was the final. Oh right, footage yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. Movie. It's Wreck, yeah. Which I liked a lot. Reanimator, World War Z. Reanimator. I agree. Resident Evil, World War Z. World War Z. Zombie Strippers, Evil Dead. I've never seen Zombie Strippers. Have <laughs> what the hell is Zombie Strippers? My brother has this thing he does <laughs> called uh horror fest and he would have he'd rent bad movies on purpose i don't even know if we watched it but we rented it just to say we rented it a <laughs> uh, night of the living dead Shaun of the dead uh night of the living dead agreed zombie land double tap slither slither yeah i'll go there even uh, though i didn't even realize slither was a zombie movie <laughs> it's on a list <laughs> The Crazies, Dawn of the Dead, 78. The Crazies. I'll have to flip on that one, because Dawn of the Dead, 78, is a classic. I mean, I like The Crazies, too. I'm winning today. I never win. (laughs) 28 Days Later, The Signal. 28 Days Later. Agreed. Chud, Prince of Darkness. Which one's Prince of Darkness? That's the John Carpenter one we did a couple years ago. Oh, yeah. And the other one is Chud. Yeah. It's Chud. Yeah, Chud was too much fun for the podcast. <laughs> Pet Cemetery 89, Prince of Darkness. Uh, Prince of Darkness. Agree. Zombievers, Phantasm. <laughs> it's Phantasm. 
and Beavers was kind of fun. I don't care for it. I'll go with Phantasm. Uh, Dead Alive, The Dead Don't Die. Oh, Dead Alive, by a lot. Agreed. <laughs> Carnival of Souls, The Dead Don't Die. Carnival of Souls. But even more. I Am Legend, Evil Dead 2. Evil Dead 2. I Am Legend, Land of the Dead. I believe this was like one of the last Romero zombie movies. Yeah, it's it's uh, it's the Will Smith movie for me. Yeah, I didn't care for Land of the Dead. <laughs> 28 weeks later, Land of the Dead. <sighs> 28 weeks, I guess. Sure. Army of Darkness, Day of the Dead. Army of Darkness. Agreed. Planet Terror, Day of the Dead. Day of the Dead. I'll go with you there. Planet Terror, Return of the Living Dead. <laughs> Return of the Living Dead. <laughs> I'm going to go Planet Terror. Wow, I like lose every time, and then I've not lost yet. The world knows you care more about zombies than I do. I care that much? <laughs> Pet Cemetery, 2019, Return of the Living Dead. Return of the Living Dead. Agreed. Zombie Land, Dawn of the Dead, 04. Uh, Zombie Land. I'm gonna go with you there. Cadaver Christmas, Dawn of the Dead, 04. Dawn of the Dead. Yeah, Cadaver Christmas, Quarantine. Which is just Wreck, the remake of Wreck. Right. <laughs> I'll go quarantined. Uh, Reanimator Wreck. Uh, Reanimator, because it's just so fun. It is, but I'm going to go Wreck, because I really loved Wreck when it came out. Even though I appreciate Wreck, but Reanimator stayed in my memory for a long time. And I won again. <laughs> Damn it, George. Reanimator, Ah Zombies. Reanimator. I'll, I'll go with you on that one. World War Z, Ah Zombies. Uh, World War Z. Creed, Resident Evil, Ah Zombies. <laughs> ah Zombies. <laughs> I appreciate the indie nature of Ah Zombies over Resident Evil. <laughs> Night of the Living Dead, The Evil Dead. Uh, evil Dead. Yeah. Even though I probably should go the other way, I know I know I should, but I, I'm I'm such an I'm just such a fan of Evil Dead, Evil Dead Two, Dawn of the Dead '78, Slither, Dawn of the Dead. Isn't James Gunn one who did Slither? Yeah, I think so. The Crazies, Slither. The Crazies. Agree. Cabin in the Woods, Slither. Cabin in the Woods. Agreed. Chud. Twenty eight days later. Twenty eight days later. Yep. Chud, Chud has reached its ceiling, I think. Yeah. <laughs> Chud the signal. Chud. Do you remember the signal much? Not much. I remember it was supposed to be great, and then I watched it, and I was like, oh. I forgot about it almost the next day. Yeah. Prince of Darkness, the signal. Prince of Darkness. For recency bias. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> Pet Cemetery 89, the signal. Uh, the signal. Yeah, it wasn't that bad. Uh, Dead Alive, Phantasm. Dead Alive. I agree. Carnival of Souls, Phantasm. Carnival of Souls. Yep. The Dead Don't Die, Phantasm. Phantasm. Zombievers, The Dead Don't Die. Ah, that's a tough one. That's a tough <laughs> Not one. that tough. <laughs> one's trying to be bad, one's trying to be good. And they're both bad. <laughs> Zombievers. Thank you. Army of Darkness, Evil Dead 2. Evil Dead 2. Agreed. Army of Darkness, I Am Legend. Army of Darkness. Agreed. Day of the Dead, I Am Legend. I Am Legend. I thought we 
did that already. Uh, 28 Weeks Later, Day of the Dead. Day of the Dead. Yeah. Planet Terror, 28 Weeks Later. For me, it's 28 Weeks Later. I'll flip it. I don't really care, but... (laughs) Oh, you won one. Hey, there we go. (laughs) Land of the Dead, Planet Terror. Land of the Dead. Damn, we're going to keep flipping. of the dead wreck zombie land zombie land jesus christ that's hard for me i'll go zombie land but in wreck three because the first two are found footage they yeah. start off found footage and they're at like a wedding and <laughs> five minutes in the guy throws the camera and goes fuck this and it turns into a real movie <laughs> so I, I loved that about it <laughs> Uh, wreck dawn of the dead oh four dawn of the dead i'm gonna go wreck on that one and dawn of the dead gets it <laughs> wreck quarantine <laughs> <laughs> wreck yeah he can't go with the remake <laughs> reanimator quarantine reanimator agreed world war z quarantine uh world war z kind of I agree. Ah, zombies are quarantine. Quarantine. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> A cadaver Christmas. Ah, zombies. <laughs> cadaver Christmas. Uh, <laughs> Dawn of the Dead, the Evil Dead. Eight, 78 Dawn of the Dead. Uh, Evil Dead. Just Evil Dead 2, I might go. I'm going to go Dawn of the Dead for this one. You can't go wrong. Right. Dawn of the Dead wins. The crazies, Evil Dead. Evil Dead. I'm gonna, I'll go with you there. Night of the Living Dead, The Crazies. Night of the Living Dead. Agreed. Shaun of the Dead, The Crazies. The Crazies. Agreed. The Cabin in the Woods, Shaun of the Dead. Cabin in the Woods. Yep. Slither, Shaun of the Dead. Slither. I don't even know. <laughs> <laughs> We'll flip just for fun. Shaun of the Dead. I feel like Shaun of the Dead doesn't get a good representation. <laughs> neither one of us are huge fans. Yeah, I just don't care, mostly. Dead Alive, 28 Days Later. 28 Days Later. Such a memorable yeah. movie experience. I agree. Dead Alive, Chud. <laughs> I appreciate that Dead Alive is a much better movie, but I would if you tell me I'm going to watch one or the other, I will watch Chud. <laughs> as stupid as that is. Dead Alive is pretty stupid. <laughs> uh, I'm going to go Dead Alive. Uh, it's I understand. <laughs> Dead Alive wins. And Chud is a very bad movie, but... But Chud's a ton of fun. It's so fun. Carnival of Souls, Chud. Carnival of Souls. Agreed. Phantasm, Chud. Uh, <laughs> Chud. I was going to say, I remember yeah. us hating Phantasm when we watched yeah, it. Yeah. Uh, Phantasm, the Prince of Darkness. Phantasm. <laughs> Maybe. I don't know. I don't remember now. I don't fall for it. I, I don't remember, I I don't remember the, Prince of Darkness. Uh, it's not the best Carpenter movie, but Phantasm wins. But it was... It's still a Carpenter movie. Like I, I, at least I remember Phantasm. <laughs> Zombievers, Prince of Darkness. Uh, I mean, I really don't care for Zombievers, but 
Well, yeah, sure. Tom Beavers. See, I'll actually go Prince of Darkness on this one. <laughs> Carpenter wins out over Zombievers. Zombievers is a signal. Zombievers. <laughs> I couldn't even tell. I couldn't tell you what the plot of the signal is off the top of my head. That's it's how like much I don't remember that movie. movie. Yeah, and it was I don't know. The dead don't die. The signal. The signal. Because <laughs> I just don't care for the dead don't die that much. Well, here's a tough one for you. I wish it was Zombieland 2, The Dead Don't Die, but we'll get to that later, I'm sure. The Dead Don't Die, Pet Cemetery, 89. Oh, it's The Dead Don't Die. Pet Cemetery is far worse. Yeah. Zombieland, Evil Dead 2. Evil Dead 2. Yep. Zombieland, Army of Darkness. <laughs> That's hard. It's really hard. I'm going to go Army of Darkness. That's a that one's special to me for my family because me me and my sister just both loved that movie and watched it like a thousand times. Yeah, I mean that's my brother loves that movie. Uh he loves it more than I do. And I would say I'd watched Zombieland before, but I've probably seen Army of Darkness more and I just complained about not watching Zombieland enough. <laughs> Alright, I'll go Army of Darkness. Zombieland I am Legend. Zombieland. Agreed. Dawn of the Dead oh four I am Legend. Dawn of the Dead. Agree. Wreck, I am Legend. Wreck. Agreed. Reanimator, I am Legend. <laughs> Again, I appreciate that I am Legend is a better made movie, but Reanimator yeah. has a, a guy with a head. Never mind. I'm not going to describe the scene. It's just the most ridiculous thing that's ever been filmed. Yeah. <laughs> I love it too much. World War Z, I am legend. <laughs> I am legend. World War Z, Day of the Dead. Uh, I think Day of the Dead is a better movie, I think. Neither here nor there, so I'll agree. World War Z, 28 Weeks Later. Uh, World War Z is better than 28 Weeks Later. I agree. Quarantine, 28 Weeks Later. Uh, uh, 28 Weeks is just slightly... Two movies I wish you could take out of the list. <laughs> they just, I just don't care. They just exist, yeah. Uh, Quarantine, The Land of the Dead, another two I don't care about. Yeah, uh, Land of the Dead. Agreed. Uh, at least I like one of these. Quarantine, Planet Terror. <laughs> Go ahead and flip. Get the flip. <laughs> wow. Planet Terror. <laughs> Make sure I wash that before I drink out of it. <laughs> quarter landed on my cup. Uh, quarantine, the return of the living dead again. <laughs> uh, yeah, return of the living dead. Quarantine two thousand or quarantine pet cemetery two thousand nineteen. Quarantine. Cadaver Christmas pet cemetery two thousand nineteen. Cadaver Christmas. Ah zombies pet cemetery two thousand nineteen. <laughs> ah zombies. Resident Evil Pet Cemetery 2019. Now we finally have a hard one. <laughs> I'll go. I'll actually go Resident Evil though. I hate that a little little less. Yeah, I think I will too. Uh, Twenty eight days later, Dawn of the Dead seventy eight. These are like the two movies that fight each other all the time. Yeah, the fast zombies versus the slow zombies. <laughs> Twenty eight days later. Really? I guess we'll flip for it. I just had the most amazing experience of that movie. 28 Days it is. I mean, I love it, so I'm not heartbroken by any means, but 
and it's you know there's part of it's the you know 28 days is a classic and 28 weeks is or 28 days i grew up with dawn of the dead i didn't you know it's funny though i was like i'm I'm working on a book right now for my for like putting together all of my movie reviews and i'm transcribing them from the various websites that i used to write for and blogs and whatnot and i keep refining these reviews of these movies going oh i liked that (laughs) like my my review of casino Royale was really kind like weird stuff like that. I could find my twenty eight days later review and go, Oh, I didn't did I not like that? <laughs> it is weird. I mean everybody's opinion always changes too, especially when you don't really remember or care enough. <laughs> but that's funny. Uh Dead Alive, Dawn of the Dead seventy eight. Dawn of the Dead. Agreed. Dead Alive, the Evil Dead. Evil Dead. Dead Alive, Night of the Living Dead. Night of the Living Dead. Dead Alive, The Crazies. The Crazies. I'll go with you there. Dead Alive, Cabin in the Woods. Cabin in the Woods. Yeah, I'd watch that first. Dead Alive, Shaun of the Dead. Oh, I just don't care at all. Which was Dead Alive. Yeah. Carnival of Souls, Shaun of the Dead. Carnival of Souls. I love that movie. Creed. Chud, Shaun of the Dead. Chud. Yeah, that's accurate to the podcast. I was going to say Shaun of the Dead just to be, just to give it something. Right. Phantasm, Shaun of the Dead. Shaun of the Dead. I'll give it that one. Yeah. Phantasm, Slither. Slither. Yep. Phantasm, Double Tap. <laughs> oh, they're both really shitty. Uh, I don't know, which one are you picking? I'm picking Zombieland. Uh, yeah, that's fine. They're both shitty, so. 28 Days Later, Evil Dead 2. Evil Dead 2. We might have found our winner. 28 Days Later, Army of Darkness. Army of Darkness. Really? Oh, yeah. Tell you, that, that trilogy of movies is just, that's way high on my list. Yeah. I feel like I have to punish one of them <laughs> sometimes. Are any of these on our top 100s? Do we have any zombie movies? The Evil Deads, I think, are. Yeah, okay. I don't remember. I guess someone will find out next week. (laughs) (laughs) We just did this, and I don't remember. Uh, I'll flip for it, because I like 28 Days Later. And it won 28 Days Later. Dawn of the Dead 78, Army of Darkness. Army of Darkness. I can't. I picked Dawn of the Dead over uh, 28 Days Later, so we'll flip again. Army of Darkness won. This is going to confuse the hell out of the ranking. (laughs) Dawn of the Dead, 78, Zombieland. Uh, Zombieland. I'll flip again. Wow. Dawn of the Dead, after winning a bunch of flips earlier, <laughs> now losing Dawn of the Dead, 78, Dawn of the Dead, 04. Ooh, that is good stuff right there. Uh, I'll go 78. As will I. Evil Dead, Dawn of the Dead 04. Evil Dead. Creed. Night of the Living Dead, Dawn of the Dead 04. Night of the Living Dead. Yep, The Crazies, Dawn of the Dead 04. This is the hardest one. This is absolutely the hardest one that we've had so far. Uh, I think The Crazies is incredibly underrated. Uh, but also, so is, I guess, 04, really. Mostly because the director's gone on to be so shitty. Um <laughs> Uh, and Breck Eisner went out to do nothing. So I mean, <laughs> right? 
<laughs> I, I'm going to go with the crazies. Uh, I'll give it the edge because it was set in Iowa. <laughs> that is true. Oh, uh, man. I kind of want to go Dawn of the Dead. Before we've done enough of that. <laughs> Dawn of the Dead. The crazies wreck. The crazies. Flipping again. Wreck's the first and only movie I've ever stolen. <laughs> and then since went back and bought and <laughs> it made it right. But I, you couldn't find it here. Yeah. So and I knew I had heard so much buzz about it. And I was like, how do you do all this? And my friend showed me I did it one time, never did it again. <laughs> the Crazies Reanimator. The Crazies. Reanimator's fun, but you know, there's all there's like this the crazies is an actual movie. movie. <laughs> Cabin in the Woods Reanimator. Cabin in the Woods. Yeah. Dead Alive Reanimator. I think I already did didn't we do this one and I picked Reanimator? Yeah, I'll go with Reanimator just because I think we might be confusing it. <laughs> <laughs> Damn coins. <laughs> Dead Alive, I am legend. Um I think I picked I Am Legend before on that one as well. I'm flipping. I like Dead Alive. <laughs> I Am Legend. Dead Alive, Day of the Dead. What's the What's the choice? Dead Alive, Day of the Dead. Dead Alive. Carnival of Souls, Day of the Dead. Carnival of Souls. Chud, Day of the Dead. Chud. I agree. I don't think Day of the Dead's that good. No, I don't. I really don't think so either. It just kind of comes up against things I don't right. care about more. <laughs> Shaun of the Dead, Day of the Dead. Shaun of the Dead. Agreed. Slither, Day of the Dead. Slither, Day of the Dead. Uh, Slither. Zombieland, Double Tap, Day of the Dead. <laughs> I really hate Double Tap, so I'm going to go Day of the Dead. In the interest of time, I'll go with you. <laughs> Double, going on for a while? Well, just because I'm wondering <laughs> if we're confusing it. Double Tap, World War Z. World War Z. I don't think World War Z is that bad. Uh, 28 Weeks Later, Double Tap. 28 Weeks. Come on, Double Tap. Weeks is kind of weak. Double Tap wins. Phantasm, 28 Weeks Later. It's uh, 28 Weeks. Gracie there. Phantasm, Land of the Dead. I just don't care. <laughs> Land of the Dead. Great. Phantasm, Planet Terror. Uh, Planet Terror. Phantasm, Return of the Living Dead. Return. Phantasm, Quarantine. Quarantine. Phantasm, a Cadaver Christmas. Cadaver Christmas. Phantasm, Ah, Zombies. I fucking I have no idea which one to take. Ah, zombies. I'll go with your Phantasm Resident Evil. Uh, uh, I think I think Phantasm, I guess. I think I'll go that way too. Prince of Darkness Resident Evil. Uh, Prince of Darkness is a better movie. Zombievers Resident Evil. Zombievers. <laughs> the Signal Resident Evil. Uh, the signal. The dead don't die, Resident Evil. Dead don't die. 
Pet Cemetery 89, Resident Evil. Resident Evil. Pet Cemetery 2019, Pet Cemetery 1989. Uh, I hate I hate 89 less than I hate the other one, so. Yeah, I don't remember. <laughs> uh, we're done. Number one, Evil Dead 2. Number two, 28 Days Later. Three, Army of Darkness. Four, Zombie Land. Five, the original Dawn of the Dead. Six, Evil Dead. Seven, Night of the Living Dead. Eight, Dawn of the Dead remake. Nine, Wreck. And number 10, The Crazies. And there's a bunch after that. We can post those on our Facebook page when we're done. Uh, but yeah, talk to you later. <laughs>